welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's been a year since the Queen of the North has been crowned, so how about a little reunion, eh? The cast of Canada's Drag Race have returned to spill all the tea on the inaugural season, as well as share some life updates. Sissy Smackdown, anyone? Reuniting with me for this special episode is someone who is so nice and kind, you might think she was from Canada, said no one ever. It's Alika Parsons. Hello. I was so afraid. I'm like, where the fuck is this going? Because I'm not nice. <laughs> okay. Hi. We gotta you? have a punchline in there. Oh, you know, I am hanging in there. I'm I'm gonna take this podcast and try to cool off and be Canadian, be kind and and let everyone have their moment to shine. Oh no, not that. I guess. I mean, it was it was definitely a very interesting long drag yeah. battle. It was like, an I hour mean, and a half, but you know what? I was here for it. It's been the best reunion we've had in a very long time. I mean, yeah, I definitely was here for it. I just, it, it was, girl, like, especially, I I like how, I, I'm not, I'm, as, in a general sense, I'm very happy about how candid they were. They weren't trying to, like, make it something it wasn't. Like, they're like, yeah, right. half the people aren't here. And it's been, like, a year, but, like, we went through a pandemic, so take what you can. Exactly. Uh, why certain people weren't there? I don't. We can discuss it. I don't know why. Whatever. But you know what? It was fun to see them all, mostly have a glow up. Some of them have stayed stationary. Yeah, I mean that's. I guess that's the name of the drag race game. It's true. Well, before we dive into the drag race of it all, we have some drag news of the week. Are you ready? Bum, 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 bum. Breaking news. Ah, real monsters. The cast of Dragula season four has officially been revealed. <gasps> yeah. Um, we're going to be on Shutter again. Um, we know that the cash prize is $100,000. Um, what is your first opinion of the, our fun new cast? I mean, I. Um, I don't have you seen the video yet? They just released the video today. I did, I did. I thought it was so fucking good. I think they're actually like, I'm happy to see the budget looks bigger, the looks look better. Like, I'm very excited to see where they're going and what direction they're going in. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited. I think the cast looks good, albeit a few names I saw and I was like, okay, girl, but you know what? It's, it's all, all fun and drag. Yeah, you know what? There are some uh, uh, New York natives who are making appearance. Uh, there are some names who have been in the drag world that you're like, monster? Um, but it, you know what? I think it looks like it's going to be good television. Pin the tweet that the one girl said two years ago that she doesn't understand why they're monster drag. It's not her thing. And now she's on the cast. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Time changes things. 
I yeah. haven't seen yeah, I mean, people in a long time. Listen, so, there, 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 there are definitely some uh, contestants who have said th- some things in the past that are probably going to be coming back to haunt them very soon, if that, mm-hmm. if not so already. Um, good luck. You're with Bond the big time, and people are going to come for you. So get ready to handle it and use your 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 familyhood, um, your monsterhood to r- rely on each other because you're gonna need it. Shout out to my season two, season three. I forgot what season I did. Iconic Sister Zavaletta. And yes, Zavaletta is far. on the cast. You know what? Um, we far. know Zavaletta. We we know that that bitch can gonna give you some good TV. Mm-hmm. I think she. I may think not, she has what it takes to get to the top. May not understand everything she's gonna say. Can't wait for the subtitles. But you know what? She's gonna give you good TV. Congratulations, Zavaletta. You're going to do the damn thing. She sure will. Well, I'm sure we will be discussing Dragula on the podcast at some point, even if I don't want to live in and, and have a break anymore, because by that time, I think we're going to have three or four different shows going on. So who the hell knows? Yeah, it's going to be Dragula. We have UK. And most likely Canada. What? Most likely Canada will be coming okay. back, So we'll I- see. Well, on the, the speed rate that Canada's going, the new season's going to start in like eight months because they just put out last year's reun- reunion. So, well, they—I mean—they already filmed it. They're—they're they're done. So, they—they they, they got it ready to go. Whenever Wow says, let's do it. Wow. Wow. Well, let us talk about this fun little reunion. She drove all night to get to us as the winner of the inaugural season. What's her name is hosting Canada's Drag Race anniversary extravaganza. No, seriously, what's her name? Paranka, Pierogi? Oh no, it's Priyanka. Um, Priyanka promises that the tea is piping hot and she is going to spill it everywhere. And you know what? She wasn't lying. She 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 made sure there was a lot of tea to go around for everybody. I honestly was not expecting that much like backstory because it's interesting normally in the drag race reunions or like the drag race us at least it's very just like about the on-screen drama but i'm happy they actually addressed like the life absolutely and that's because it was a year later you like you can't pretend nothing happened this is real life it happens within a year Mm -hmm. um so I, i i'm excited to learn all about that and discuss it um but Priyanka, as the host of this special, how did you feel about that? I think she was made to host television because she has the background in it. So, like, I, I agree. Like, I also like. We'll get to it when when we get it in the timeline. But like, even when she was being like being served, like, well, this is the information. What do you think? And she was able to hold herself together and like stay in her professional role, role still be bluntly honest, and then continue that with the show. Yeah, no, she, I think, was really, really good. There are not a lot of winners of Drag Race who could do what she did for this kind of special. Oh, um, she has the natural ease to be a host. She also happens to have a familiarity with the cast, but still be able to maintain the the, the senior presence of the room. Yeah. Uh, so I think she did a very, very good job. And she's a natural, so good for her, but... We are going to have the majority of the cast present in studio. Um, they are going to gag through the gag-worthy moments of season one. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it is being a year removed or 
just having such reverence for the season, but I really highly enjoyed this season. I think we should do more one year later anniversary specials. I, I agree. I think it definitely not only did it benefit the cast because it gave them time to like recuperate, process things and handle things as an adult, but it also gave us time to like miss them. And like, it was kind of like a high school reunion moment, even though it was like, yeah. a year, like you remember, I, I bluntly honest with you forgot half of the like funnier moments. And then seeing the special was like, oh, my God, that's right. Absolutely. So definitely. Because I, I think what we are now used to is we're used to seeing season 13 do their reunion right before the finale. And you're like, did we need this? What was the point of this? This works. This is a way to bring them back and give them extra money. And, and you get to see how they've blown up if they decided to glow up. Um, so I think this was the right format. And I hope that the people who need to listen Heard it from the fans because I haven't heard anything negative about it. So everyone seemed to really like it. Agreed. I haven't heard anything negative about it. Um, I have my opinions on a few of the queens, but that's a, that's any direct show. So yeah, absolutely. Well, it is time to room meet the first three queens to sashay away from Canada's Drag Race. It's Juice Box, Kine, and Anastasia Knockway. Uh, we begin with. The juice box montage. Remember how I was like, she's my favorite in the preview podcast. And bloop, she was gone first. Oopsie. But we get to see juice box stuck in her entrance look and then become the Canadian pork chop. Um, then we have Kine who taught millions of people how to do drag online. And it was just a montage of attitude. Uh, then we finally get Starzy who represented the pageant Queens and we see some of the highs and lows of her runway, but in studio, we have Juicebox and Anastasia with Kine being broadcast in. Not sure why she wasn't there, but probably something COVID-related. I mean, I they, I think they briefly mentioned that she moved, or is that another one of the queens? I think she moved. Um, maybe. Even, even on her, her like little like name title, it said, I think it said she was in a different country. I could be wrong. Interesting. Okay, okay. But I do know um, for a fact, you said she taught millions how to do drag. She only taught 300,000 people how to do drag. I thought that was so, a very funny thing that they had to mention. She's taught 300,000 people to do drag. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'll work. Okay, maybe she taught a, a, a million to, to do math. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. she is a good, I watch her TikToks all the time. I feel stupid. Especially the one with the circle <laughs> thing. And then she cuts the circle and then it becomes a double circle. I don't even fucking know. It's just a lot. <laughs> so juice box is the canadian pork chop how does she feel well in the moment she felt like hot garbage she says she walked backstage and it felt fine until someone on the crew held her hand and she cried now things are much better and things are looking up she is an absolute legend because there will never be another one like her she's the very first one out and everyone watched the very first episode she will be remembered but I enjoyed Juicebox. Not the best showing out of her from this reunion. I thought I, I expected a little more. I mean, I liked her personality and I like following her on social media. She's very like a sweetheart. But yeah. like, I mean, even this, uh, the, she said that that was her redemption version of her original look that she was wearing. I didn't even like it. I'm beyond. No bueno. Yeah. It, it would look, it was very party city to me, but whatever. Um, I'm not the, the style expert of the world, but. I don't know. I just I feel like there was just something missing, and I hope for her that she eventually does 
in one of the bajillion iterations of Drag Race. Maybe she'll get a second chance. We'll see, but... Yeah, we'll definitely see. What was Anastasia's reaction when Juicebox went home? She doesn't remember. Um, This was so awkward. But this whole episode made me love Anastasia in a way I didn't like her on the show. She is actually just bonkers and aloof. Mm -hmm. She's crazy. Just so stupid. I loved it. Um, Then Priyanka reminds Juicebox about her panic attack. She says it made her relatable and she is going to come out in a positive light. But has Kine ever had a panic attack? Nah. She just gives people panic attacks. Blue. Literally. Juicebox look, as you mentioned. Absolutely. Juicebox look is a glow up from her sewing challenge, as you mentioned. Um, She says if she knew how to sew, this is what it would look like. It wasn't great. I don't know. I, I expected more out of it. I mean, it is a nice outfit, but like. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. I just I didn't like it and I don't, I would never wear it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly, I feel as though she got the shit under the stick. I feel, especially if you had a year to get ready and you were the first one gone. Right. right. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like this was a, a chance to come back and be like, this is what you missed. I mean, maybe wear something that you didn't get to wear on the show. Maybe that's what you could have done here. Um, but it is. It's okay. It is what it is. She's gonna do fine. Um, I know that she was upset today because on social media, I guess they had to cancel one of the tours they were supposed to do in Canada because of COVID. Still, um, um, but COVID's a real thing, and y'all, we gotta get vaccinated. So please do it. Get your vaccine, Tanny. I got mine. Yep. So we get another kind montage when we see her being a total bitch from giving the girls boxes that they didn't want saying things struck a nerve her iconic untucked moment where she tells the queens that boa beat her and the even more chaotic and iconic moment where she told brooklyn she forgave her Kine was the villain of the season and she didn't know what possessed her when she walked through the doors she thought she was funny and cheeky but watching it back even her mom called her a bitch what was kind doing? How 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 did she think she was going to be perceived? Because she at least owned up to it. I kind of think she knew what she was doing and she was trying to get that villain edit almost and like, oh, I'm they want good TV, I'm gonna be good TV. But like it just didn't translate well enough. Like she was trying to give the producer something they that she thought what they wanted. And right. I guess the minute it started falling apart. And like it got the best of her because it's not who she really was. Mm-hmm. And she see the Mac and was like, oh no, I act too hard as a bitch. That's what it came across as, as a reality TV fan, as a drag queen. It could have also just been the thing where she was like, I don't know. I let me put my let me give the bitchy attitude. Maybe that's gonna work, but yeah. At the end of the day, it just bit her in the ass. And I'm happy at least she was adult enough and strong enough to be like look i thought i was doing one thing that girl's a bitch i'm not that girl i'm sorry like she did she owned up yeah well juice box said that she had um worked with kind before so she knew her coming into the show and took what she said as a character and wasn't overtly serious priyanka being a fun and relatable host reminds anastasia that kind was on the show so what was starzy's first impression of kind for her it was a clean slate but she loved her because she was a shit disturber. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Um, does Kine regret telling Brooklyn she forgives her? Not a chance. 
It was a moment. One of the best you parts of the entire show. Yep. Anastasia was on the show. She needed a reminder of that, but we get to see her courageous story of asylum. We are reminded that she was shot while she lived in the Bahamas and how this story shook the girls in the workroom. Starzy shares that there was a mix of responses from her story with the positivity, praise, and encouragement, and there was also negativity within her country. She got messages like they wish she the shots were fatal and would shoot her if she came back, all while saying that she was just telling stories. So, which is the fact? Which one's which one's the truth? Um, it's it was hard to rehash this, but this really was one of the things that Anastasia was remembered for. Yeah, it sucks that shit like that's still going on, and I'm like, I'm just happy that she got to get the platform, tell her story, and they didn't do the American Drag Race where they like really pulled at it and like may oversaturated it, and like yeah. used. They actually just let her like have a moment, like while getting ready. You you could tell it wasn't over edited. She just like right. Completely... God, and that's it's it's, it's unfortunate though. Um, that we have Anastasia's story and then we didn't get to like discuss the makeover challenge because obviously all of the makeover challenge people were asylum mm-hmm. seekers. Mm-hmm. We didn't even really mention the makeover challenge. Um, but I, I think it really was an important thing. And like you said, it wasn't oversaturated. It was told naturally. And this was just a good way to remind us um, how much the world sucks. And also it's a great thing for like Americans to see because I didn't know Canada had that refugee kind of thing. Like I'll be bluntly yeah. honest, like parents of that. And, like, seeing that in the original season, I was like, oh, my God, these are things. Because especially, like, and this is kind of, like, off the side, but make, I guess it's relatable. Like, I didn't know, like, organizations like Chick-fil-A was donating money to countries like to Zimbabwe to, like, let people, like, Ill- like, make it legal to kill gay people and, like, all this shit. Like, and that's what kind of, like, struck the nerve for me to do research and find out more about that. So I'm happy yeah. they showed up to that. Yep. Not happy it's happening well, it's getting shown. Absolutely. Well, we move into the game of Anastasia Anakwe. She is the most decorated queen, and people thought she that would translate to success on the show, but here is the tea. She never watched Drag Race. Gag! Only watched Bibi Zaharbonet. Um, she says she was a busy bitch. Um, as she said, you are busy paying attention to the business that pays you. You don't have time for other people's business. I like that quote. I understand that quote, but also, bitch, you were busy for 10 years. You didn't even know Drag Race was a thing. I mean, at first I was kind of like, well, first I hysterically laughed. I was like, yeah, somebody please put that on a t-shirt because that is hysterical. But um, no, I it really, it genuinely makes sense because if you're, I, I kind of took over the same mindset in the last year and like realized that if you're too busy worrying about things in, in an industry that aren't like reflective towards you or helping you you're just gonna be put yourself in your own way you know what i mean and like yeah. i see it from that point but like also like if you're going to be on the damn show a little bit of research wouldn't have killed you exactly just like if you're going to be on survivor you want to watch a little bit so you can prepare for what the hell you're going to be putting yourself physically through mm-hmm. but she does share that she watched after she got eliminated and knew she would have done better had she watched the show from the beginning. Priyanka is shocked. She competed in a show she never watched, to which Starzy says she has competed in a lot of pageants she never attended. Fair point. But yeah, like, this one's just a little bit, a little different, a little different. A little bit. 
Bianca reminds Starzy that she is the second queen after Shangela to not leave a mirror message. Why didn't she? Well, she said she said what she needed to say on the runway. And also because she didn't watch the show. She didn't know it was a tradition. I was going to say that's definitely the real reason. And she just was like, production didn't say to do it. So I didn't do it. Like Exactly. Well, we are now going to watch the montage of Ty Naomi Banks and the high praise she received from the girls when she walked into the workroom. She had big expectations to live up to and the pressure of the competition got to her. Priyanka says that when Tainomi left the competition, it was like someone died. Tainomi thought she would go further than she did. You have to do it under to understand, and now she gets it. She was prepared, but at least she watched the show. At least she knew what she was getting herself into. Hmm. We learned we were we are reminded that Tainomi lip synced three times. She felt that being who she was was detrimental. They compared her to her reputation. She says that the Tainomi from the clubs doesn't translate to a design show. Um, very, 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 very fair point. And I, I feel like even going back into the recaps I did, Tainomi was at a disadvantage. She was always going to be compared to the Tainomi that they saw. Um, not every great drag queen is a great drag race contestant. I agree with that completely. Like, I just, it sucks that, like, it's like the Super Bowl or, like, any other sporting event, like, the straight people things to do. Like, you're going to have play a thousand games. You're going to do a thousand shows or whatever. But at the end of the day, if it comes down to that one moment in a pressure cooker, anything can happen. Human error is a real thing. So like to be put yeah. in pressure for drag, it's got to really be hard, especially if you have such a big thing, like a big known presence in your community. And like, then you get on a television show and then you Tina burner it. It just sucks. Yeah. It's definitely hard. She was dubbed Crynomi Banks. Uh, Juicebox says that she would have walked off the stage if she had a lip sync against Tainomi. Uh, but Tainomi, who did lip sync against Kine and Anastasia, uh, said she was fighting. And Starzy says that ever since she was cheated out of a win with her puffer coat, she was done. She wasn't really there to play the game of drag race. I mean, she did get fucked over with that bubble coat. That bubble oh, I fully agree. Uh -huh. Well, we then get to watch a music video from Tainomi. It's virtually a montage of her and a bunch of looks. Some were great, uh, but that one that she was wearing to the reunion was hard. I hated it. I have to be honest. I, I, I didn't like her music video. I didn't understand what the assignment for the music videos were. Like, I, Bianca, like, right. but like, I didn't, I was like, okay, if there's 10 contestants, and three of them are doing music videos. Why these three? Were they voted? Right. Were like people had extra time? I don't understand why. Or they they're the only ones who had music videos. Yeah, but no, because they can't, like I don't. Where did where did why? I want to know why. Yeah. I don't get it. That's right. And watching it back, I was like, no, this is like the worst Zoom drag performance I've ever seen. Yeah, you have all this expensive <laughs> looks now, but like you're still not performing. Right. No, I agree. Well, we're going to move over to the monochromatic Alona Verily. Alona represented two-spirit indig indigenous and non-binary trans people. Her montage is her and that annoying voice and her highs and lows, including not wanting to lip sync against said Tainomi Banks. Joining in studio is Alona, who is already crowning with Kiara joining via satellite, which we'll get to. Um <laughs> 
Alona tells us that when she had her breakdown, Tainomi came to her and said, don't disrespect me by not doing the lip sync. Tainomi says that she said something nice to her about doing it for her people. And now Alona is crying again. Okay. Priyanka didn't press it, but which one was it? Because those are two different versions of the story. Wait, what happened? Well, Alona said that Tainomi said, don't respect her, disrespect her. And Tainomi said, do it for your people who are watching. Those are, those don't translate to each other. I think it was the, I don't know. I think, I because I remember they showed the short clip of them talking. Yeah. And I thought I heard her say, do it for me. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's more to it. Who knows? You know, editing, snip, snip, snip. Yeah. Um, Priyanka jokes, I think, that Kiara was supposed to be in studio, but she slept in. Um, maybe that's true. I don't know. Not have, I mean, again, I don't know what the COVID restrictions are crossing um, uh, pro, uh, province lines, but obviously Kiara is in um, Quebec because she is from Montreal. So maybe that wasn't a thing that was allowed. I don't know. But then you have the, the Vancouver Queens there. So who the fuck really knows? Mm-hmm. Alona landed in vogue post-show thanks to her speech after she was eliminated. It was her opportunity to do something important. She had the ability to be someone that she didn't have when she was growing up. She's had people relate to her story, and that feels great. I still can't relate to Alona. Um, I know that I can be a whiny little brat on social media sometimes and air my feelings. Um, Alona... Mm-hmm. And Alona Verley does that 24-7. Um, I personally never got the appeal of Alona. That being mm-hmm. said, not everyone's drag is for everybody, so whatever. Sure. Um, but that being said, I I just don't miss her voice. Okay, moving on. I agree. And that that's honestly my biggest issue. It is I'm just like mm, there's like certain drag race tribes or tropes that people that queens have or fit into that like we okay, we don't want to categorize people, we don't want to put labels, blah blah blah. But like eh. yeah. Well, we now get a montage about Kiara, who is the Kai Kai queen. Kiki want a Kai Kai, but none of the queens are not her type. We watched the highlights of the Celine Dion lip sync between Kiara and Priyanka, which she did not, in fact, win. Priyanka asks if her iconic verse in the girl group challenge is what they all say to each other now. And Kiara says she didn't realize that her inside joke would spread out and go viral. Which she hears people screaming to her all the time. I love that quote and use it a lot. Same. I think that normally when I'm walking around, like, or at, like, at the end of a shift, I'll go back to the dressing room and people are like, oh, we're just going to kiki real quick. I will literally scream, kiki wanna kai kai, but no, he's goes with mine type. And like, no, yeah. I'm talking about it. It's great. I love feeling so crazy. It's 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 so good. I, I was not a Kiara fan th- for the season. I just didn't get the appeal of her except mm-hmm. for this lyric. I was like, she is so good. She's so smart. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an easy lyric to do, but I, um, it was nice getting to see her, but I, again, whether it's because she was broadcast in or whatever, we didn't really get any time to see how she's doing. Yeah. And like, I really was hoping to see her fashion game because like none of the Queens who broadcast in and we got to see the full outfits, which no, to be fair, probably like doing the zoom call from the neck up, whatever, but like, absolutely. 
it sucks because like she's one of the queens like if you told me oh we're gonna see her a year later i would have loved to see where she went right because for me her big my biggest issue with her was her makeup not being as polished and and as beautiful as she could have been um mm-hmm. and also I, her fashion needed to be upgraded a little bit because it was very redundant but bianca wants to know so who will kiara kai kai with um she says no one next Hainomi would pick the older man, Jimbo, even though she is younger than Rita, which I did not know. And Alona said, from day one, either Priyanka and Tain- or Tainomi. Of the cast, who would you Kai Kai with? Who would I Kai Kai with? Yeah. Uh, none of them. <laughs> Maybe Boa. Boa, okay, all right. Probably Boa because we would that would probably annoy a lot of people, and I'd be down for that. You'd know you'd annoy each other. I know, and it would. Could you imagine the two of us in a room together? No, not a chance. <laughs> well, the big reveal with the Kai Kai Kiki segment was the Celine Dion watch their lip sync. Oh, that's a dream. I mean, I'm sure Celine, when she is available, will be on that show. I'm, I, I'm convinced she's going to be on uh, regular Drag Race at some point too. I mean, she probably would do regular. Uh, see, here's the thing. I want her to do Canadians Drag Race, Canada, Canada Drag Race, because that would be such like a cultural like reset, and it would be really Absolutely. awesome. She needs to do Canadian Drag Race before she does American Drag Race. Because if she does American Drag Race, then Canadian Drag Race, the Canadians are going to feel some type of way. I agree. I agree. Well, we're going to move into a segment uh, called Dusted or Busted. Uh, we get a pre-taped segment where in the studio queens are going to dust or bust the iconic looks of season one. Some interesting choices for what they're going to use, because I thought there were some other options that could have been included, but... They are what they are. So we are going to start off with Priyanka's coronation eleganza. Uh, Lemon says the most dusted of the season. Bobo says dusted. Tainomi loves that she took her culture and represented Canada, so dusted. And Starzy says busted, which I was like, you're a bitch. Mm. I love that look so much. Yeah, definitely dusted. It was like literally like out of every look that went on the runway, it was the one look that you could just like you saw their winner. Yeah, I mean, again, you see that kind of look um, from someone of Indian descent and you see certain colors. You don't see red and white. And then when you realize, oh, my God, you're doing red and white because of the Canadian flag. It's mm-hmm. just it was stunning. Uh, she, That is what you want to be coronated in, because that's the image you will ingrain in people forever. Stunning. Genius. Beautiful. Dusted. Jimbo's pageant perfection. Alona says definitely dusted because it had ostrich on it. Juicebox says busted. Uh, you heard it here third. Jimbo calls it glamorous. Uh, Starzy says it's busted as hell. Boa says busted. That was fine. I thought it was comedically perfect in the sense that she went the humor route, but still made it overtly glam. Like, this is something that I think would have fit the Met Gala camp look. Yeah. At the toe. Like, I... I, yeah. I wish that they would have picked a different look for Jimbo to play this game with, because let's be real. She had some of the best looks all season long, Um, but I feel like they only picked this one because this was the um, glamour moment, which they got to later. So they didn't need to waste it here. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not the Jimbo look I would recall immediately, but 
It's fine. It was dusted. It's cool. What was your favorite Jimbo look? Honestly, I think my favorite Jimbo look was her either Celine Dion or the denim. Yeah, I was going to say the denim. The Celine Dion look was great, too, though. Yeah, it was stunning. Um, next, we have Boa's Canuck Couture. Jimbo says dusted. Scarlet says busted. Starcy says busted. It was a moment. It was a look <laughs> that she constructed and wore on the main stage. You two would get along so well. I mean, to be fair, we're both the assholes of our ta- of our scene, so yeah, probably. Yeah, with a very similar sense of humor, but no, I agree. It was crap, um, but they loved it. I don't know. Uh, I would say busted, not for me. I say dusted in the fact that I know I couldn't make anything like that. So I have to give respect That's fair. to Then we're going to talk about Rita's coronation eleganza. Uh, Tainomi says fully dusted. Jimbo jokes it was crusted like her hairline, but really dusted. Priyanka nervously shares that her niece came up to her and said she looked so good and she was happy that she got to meet Shrek. And I was like, that's funny. Um, and Boa says it's the worst. It's worse than busted. I remember being so mad at Rita for wearing that as again, as we just spoke about with um, Priyanka wearing what she did for the coronation. I was like, that's what you're going to wear if you win? Fuck you, bitch. I mean, I loved the dress and I loved the little reveal moment it had. But, like, I didn't get the green. I never got that. Like, I don't understand. She like, always again, compared it. She compared it to what thing, she wore you know? at the, the entrance. Yeah, I get that. But I still don't get it. Like, I, I get what she's trying to sell. Yeah. I, not buying it. I agree. I'll call it dusted. I or busted. I wasn't here for it. I'm gonna say dusted only because that dress was probably mad expensive. Probably. Then we have Anastasia's Quebecki with the good hair. Uh, Priyanka says dusted, busted, uh, dusted, dusted, but put them together, it's busted. Lemon says busted, and Starzy says cousin, it was busted, but Chun Li was dusted as a motherfucker. Um, this really was an iconic moment because you're like, oh my god, look at her, and then she turns around like, oh no. Yeah, I really like if she went the route of like having the cousin it and then took that off and had like a bikini of hair underneath, that would have been like something iconic. But like, yeah, they were two completely different ideas that you went full throttle on and then glued together. Yep, it's true. Um, yeah, busted, not good. Just and finally, much. yeah, and finally we have Alona's hair runway. Juicebox says dusted. Starzy says dusted. Priyanka says dusted. It wasn't as busted as her other looks. And Boa says it was her favorite look of the season. I mean, she she showcased who she was. She brought her monochromatic look together for that um, hair runway. I love this look. I, it doesn't bother me that it's monochromatic. I really, I thought it was one of the most head to toe edited together looks that looked great and gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun segment. It, it, it was. It's always fun to see this. I wish they all could have been there to riff off of each other, but I understand have COVID. Seen, have you seen that YouTube clip where it's um, Raja and Trixie Mattel trying to like hype up Pandora for 30 seconds and it's just them saying, no. he's wearing an outfit. <laughs> oh no, I have to That's see that. That's funny. Like I'll send it to you later. Us describing Alona's outfit right now just gave that energy. Like, she's wearing yeah. clothing. 
Well, she's not bitter. Pucker up. It's Lemon. We got to watch a montage that starts off with her lows and moves into her rise as an underdog as the girls wanted her gone in the denim runway uh, who should go home moment. Uh, we get Lemon and Boa who are in studio alongside Alona. Um, Priyanka asks if Lemon being in the bottom in the first episode was good for her. She says in life it was good because the world got to see her lip sync. How everyone in the competition viewed her she already lip synced, let her go home. But as Lemon says, you live, you laugh, you lip sync. Sure. Lemon says that she was lucky to have a target on her back because everyone was talking about her so much. Maybe not all positive, but when they said Lemon followed by a sentence, that was a high number of times. You got, you can't <laughs> deny it. This bitch, is, this bitch is quick. She's very much on her feet. Um, she's always been someone who has got that dry wit and dry humor um so it was kind of cool to see her play well with priyanka but when you have such a close friendship the two of them have this is probably the banter that they do all the time yeah it it it, it definitely seemed very insight like their conversations they're obviously they work together they just released a music video but like they are they're all of their conversational skills already seemed inherent so it wasn't yeah. too personable it's like oh that's the best friend okay cool next yeah Lemon says, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Boa and Alona were asked if Lemon had to go because she was fierce competition or did they find her annoying? Boa says that, that she found her annoying and Alona didn't connect with her until after filming. They have connected so much, Alona has a Lemon tattooed with her signature on her leg. Um, yeah, that's a thing that you do, I guess. I mean, now cool. let, let, I'm going to ask a question to you. Would I'm you, scared. would you, Zalika Parsons, get a tattoo of an angel with Seraphim's signature on your leg? God, no. <laughs> Why not? If she's paying for it, sure. All right. Okay. Well, maybe we'll see if we can make this an extermination challenge. It's <laughs> like a lot. She, you got to pay for it. And I want to pre-roll blunt next to the chair when I'm getting it. All right, all right. We'll see what we can do. Mm-hmm. Boa says that she hated Lemon on the show, but off the show, they are very close. They have a similar sense of humor. Lemon called her journey on Drag Race stupid and fun. Live, laugh, Lem. Where's the merch, girl? You're good at this. This is easy. I have to be honest. I feel the exact same way. I just didn't vibe with Lemon watching her on the show, but once I got to meet her, maybe my opinion will change. There you go. Well, Priyanka says that she felt Lemon left too soon at top five. And I was like, okay, that's bias. But Lemon is like top one would have been really great. I, will, all... say, I will say though, yeah. as a reality fan, because I just expressed my opinion as a drag queen, but as a reality fan, she is very good television. Absolutely. And once they do Canadian All-Stars or Queen of the Universe or whatever, 400 drag race shows, I would be happy to see her on one of them. Absolutely. They joked about Lemon and Rita on the show, but did anything really happen? Well, Lemon says their rooms were next to each other with a door in between, so they went back and forth. No, that didn't happen. I was like, I was like ready for that guy. I was like, that would be everything if that happened. But I'm pretty sure they'd probably be kicked off the show because you're not allowed to do that, right? Who knows? I mean, to be fair, what season was it? The one Willem was on? Apparently, everyone broke all of the rules. And considering this is the first season of Canadian Drag Race, who knows? It could have been the honor system. It could have all been so trustworthy. It's true. Well, now it is. 
They need to have one season where they all live in the same house. Make it Bad Girls Club. I agree. I agree. I'm here for it. It is time for the Bitch on Arrival montage. It was fun camp celebration of this weirdo. Kine is welcome back, and she has no idea why she's brought back. Oh, come (laughs) on, episode one. Kine says she lost her cool and knew Boa could take a joke, but she apologizes for it. Mm-hmm. Boa says she didn't remember the fight because of the stress. So watching it for the first time, she's like, yeah, bitch, get her. They are friends now, but don't cross her kind. She's not one to mess with. Alona's first thoughts on Boa was her makeup was so bad. When is someone going to send her home? Then they had a lip sync and she's the one who had to send her home. Um, she says that they FaceTime every other day, and Boa said she wanted to know who that Willy Wonka looking bitch was with her one ply ostrich feather. They don't even make that, right? What, what, who has one ply ostrich feather? Michaels? I know a girl in Chinatown on the 99 Sun store that got some good one ply chicken feather. <laughs> so Lemon thought that Boa's entrance line was the funniest of all time. And for those who don't remember, I'm not like utter queens. uh and and lemon thought she would be a force to be reckoned with in the comedy challenge but she was not and then we get an exclusive video from boa as she is lip syncing to dua lipa's levitating that was good there was a whole story there was a surprise Uh guest there was costume changes there was lighting moment talent that's a music video so you like that one you're here for that one I was here for that one. I actually watched, I didn't, I watched it on her YouTube, on her Instagram before I watched the special and I watched it like three times and then I watched the special and I was like, oh, the music videos. And then that, I think that's what made me so disappointed about um, Tainomi's first one because I saw Boa's like three times and then I watched Tainomi and I was like, oh. Now, if you were asked to make a music video to a Dua Lipa song, which one would you select? I would pick Physical. And mm-hmm. I would like storm a random like Cruncher Planet Fitness and like do the whole video like uh, uh, following COVID rules like COVID like if, uh, what you know what I'm getting at. But um yeah, storm a Planet Fitness work do a full workout and drag, and then like edit in clips of me going to different fast food places, getting things off the dollar menu, just eating them, and then at the end walk end of the video walk into a sex shop, go into the, one of the glory holes areas and opening the door and having one of like another queen that I worked with behind the door going like, ah, like, is that like a cameo? That would be my video. Thank you. There you so go. So much for asking. Someone go, go funds leak and make this happen. We start with a montage of Jimbo and basically every scene is intercut with Jimbo screaming on the top of the mountain. The editors had so much fun here easily oh one of the most iconic characters in franchise history this was this montage i was like this is funny this is really really good you can go any direction with jimbo this was the right way to go i agree they definitely did they definitely like took they could have made jimbo like played jimbo out to be the villain because of the whole blow up with rita and they did go through that and they did talk about it in a nice way but they could have made that like the highlight of their moments but they realized that Jimbo not winning was the best thing for their franchise because they could take Jimbo to the international drag race, to the regular drag race all-stars. They knew what they were doing. Absolutely. Jimbo is in the house next to Anastasia and Alona. um, And the star of the show, according to Priyanka, was Jimbo. So good for her knowing that she was the winner, but Jimbo was the, you know, real winner. 
Mm-hmm. Dimbo on the mountain was a blowjob, as she says. She said it was a lot of fun and thought it wasn't so bad until the wind and snow. She had she never had a viral moment like this before, and she just was glad to make people laugh. Priyanka then says that this moment is what put Canada's Drag Race on the map. And you know what? It kind of was. It that's the thing that everyone spoke about that episode was Jimbo. Like, who the fuck uh, is this yeah. clown? I think Jimbo put them on the map. Jeffrey Boyer Chapman like kept people like pissed enough to keep watching to see what he said, and then the drove mm-hmm. all night lip sync, drove all night lip sync like sold it. Absolutely. Jimbo doesn't think she was robbed and believes that Priyanka is deserving and beautiful, and told her from the start that she was going to win. Very interesting take on Jimbo here, where we've seen her be this character, but for the reunion, she kind of let her guard down and let herself be an authentic person at times. Yeah, like literally, it was the it's the most transparent I think we've ever seen Jimbo because she wasn't doing the oh wow yeah oh ooh she was just very like in her own body and her own voice and being very candid and I'm happy she did it and approached it that way. She definitely could have just Absolutely. been a character and been like. I guess people want to see more of this, which we do, but it's nice to see the humanity behind her and all the projects she's working on. Absolutely. Alona's favorite Jimbo moment was when her white makeup was coming off and Alona gave her a touch-up and Jimbo said, this is my first sissy moment. And that's cute. That was really cute. <laughs> but um, just imagine Jimbo full white face like, this is right? my first sissy moment. That must have been a face crack. Well, none of the queens knew who Jimbo was when she walked through the door. Um, uh, but Anastasia had a different opinion. Anastasia said, "What the fuck?" Really <laughs> so. Anastasia's favorite Jimbo moment was when she went off on Rita Vega. Uh, as Jimbo says, she was underslept, a little bit mad about uh, Rita winning the denim challenge, so she had a hangover from that and from Jeffrey's critique, telling her she wasn't glamorous and. Anastasia reminds her that Rita asked her if she could come for her, to which Jimbo says, no, 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 no. She said, can I give you feedback? And Jimbo said, feedback on the dress and not the look, but, and the look, not the face. And that's what happened. But no, that that really was an iconic moment because I remember watching it being like, no, you kind of gave her permission to to like critique you and you went off. Yeah, I mean, as someone who went, as someone who, isn't always the biggest look queen but when I do looks that are like moments that I know I outdid myself there have been times where people think like oh she's trying let's give her feedback and you're just like "Mm, you're just supposed to say I'm pretty and just shut up exactly well I could definitely get how like the agitation could get to in a moment where you want to blow up but I love how Jimbo blows up because Jimbo doesn't blow up in the traditional like well you just bitch you uh, uh," she's literally just like (laughs) Well, you're the one who decided to wear that, and you did this yep. with that. That it's like this. It's like the same character, but like in the opposite it's, direction. And it's it's so not cool. even passive aggressive because it is very aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's just so reserved, and you're like, are you actually a psychopath? Like, I think you, you like, can murder me. It's like remember the scene in Scary Movie Two, or yeah, I think it was Scary Movie Two. Or the first one. I don't remember what it was. They were in the locker room and the killer's there and the girl's like, oh, so you're going to kill me now? You're going to take the knife and put it against my neck and then you're going to kill me? Do it. Do it. You're not going to do it. And then he cuts her head off and she's still like, oh, now my head's cut off. Oh, no. I'm just going to die and bleed out and cry. Is that what you want? And I'm, it's that same kind of like, what the fuck is going on energy? Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
phones her hi Rita Vega cannot join him in studio because she um you know she's too famous she's up to she is currently co-hosting the just for laugh gala um her montage was a lot of her highs and lows with her commenting on what it felt like to have the opportunity she has been on celebrity big brother french canadia uh, 15 or 16 different television shows countless projects including a two to three year tour around quebec and i say how do you do that in two to three years can you do that in like a month i don't know how big quebec is i i i, I mean is there a lot of places in quebec to go visit like is there maybe there's a lot of high demand for rita Vega. i don't know I mean, she apparently is the breakout star of her season. She literally was so booked and blessed that she couldn't. They gave her a year to take off for a tour. <laughs> they gave her a year to take off for a reunion, and she still couldn't make it. Exactly, and and I think, it, but that's the, what's interesting is that I don't think that it's like nationally. It's really in the provinces of Quebec that she is like a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, again, they have um, Big Brother Canada, and then they have big brother like quebec basically two different shows and that's why i think she blew up was because of her celebrity big brother i didn't know that yeah there's two two different entities yeah um but rita's message to the queens of season two bring the crown to montreal so i guess that's official confirmation season two is coming (laughs) probably you probably thought they were going to announce the cast or announce i think uh, i i thought they were i thought that was going to be the big gag to be like yeah no, they they, they like, kept this one under wraps. Once the first solid hour of like the entire cast talking was done, I thought the next twenty minute block or whatever was going to be strictly. And now meet, meet the, the queens. queens. Yeah, yeah. Well, we still have more to talk about because Scarlet Bobo she ate fire on the runway, and it's everyone's favorite circus freak. Her montage was literally literally her being safe, safe, and safe. Um, she is safe and sound in the studio, and she didn't even get to see her win in the montage. She was so pissed. It was so good. They did that on purpose. It was very funny. Totally on purpose. Scarlett, absolutely. Scarlett was frustrated watching it back because she was sad and crushed being safe all season. She believes that she thinks she would have made the top three with all her safe placements, but she kept her blinders on the entire time. I do really, really, really appreciate Scarlett telling us she was in game mode the entire time and a lot of what we saw out of her was her being in competition mode not being the genuine person she is i fucking love her she's always been one of my favorites um yeah yeah, i really it sucks because like her personality she is like the personality like if anyone from canada was to get on drag race like us and make it to top three that wasn't brooklyn heights it would definitely be scarlet bobo because she has she is that performer she yeah. is good at what she does. Yeah. Well, Bobo has arrived looking like a little devil because she was a bitch on the season and she's coming for blood. And then Priyanka has to talk in her earpiece and be like, no sissy smackdown yet. And I was like, oh, that, that's a good teaser. Mm. Um, Scarlett's mom is obsessed with her, but this was now a Priyanka moment where she shares that she wasn't out to her dad, which we knew on the show, but we see that the story has revealed her dad was okay with it. Uh, since the show, her dad has supported her. But for Priyanka, she had to quit her job, say she's gay, and say she's a drag queen all at the same time with her face on billboards and buses. Not fun. I mean, if she won, he'll get over it. If, if she exactly. lost, I'm sure the win with the prize money softened the blow. 
Absolutely. Well, we now have some terrible audio, but Priyanka goes back to the workroom to chat with the judges of season two. Brooklyn Heights will be joined this season by Tracy Melcher, Amanda Bruegel, and Brad Goreski. This had to have been the promo shoot day because they are all beautifully coordinated. Um, Brooklyn looks like a beautiful, perfect fairy princess, and I've never seen anything more beautifully like pleasing to my eyes. Oh my God, she looks stunning literally the most gorgeous room of people i've ever seen like it's including priyanka's look yeah. all of the gorginas i think do you think they might have her like special guest judge one of the episodes i think i think she might take tracy's spot from last season okay that makes sense as the like canada's best squirrel friend yeah. yeah i think that would be the perfect placement for her um, because again, watching this special, she's really good at hosting. She's really good at it. So that's mm-hmm. what I would predict. But because he didn't see last season, Priyanka asked Brad what he thinks of her look. And he loves her and is proud of her and has been a great winner in representation of a season one winner. Uh, Tracy is looking for a cunt. Charisma, unique and sermon talent. Um, and she wants to see the best of the best across Canada. She will be the perfect judge because she treats every day like it's the first day on the job. She doesn't ask anyone to do anything that she hasn't done. Be kind, compassionate, and show up and be pro. So does that mean that Tracy has done drag? Yeah, that's all it takes to be drag is to be nice. Congratulations. Mm, apparently. Drag queen apparently. <laughs> Brooklyn is reminded that she was a contestant on season 11 of Drag Race because I guess Priyanka just needs to dig that in every single time. But <laughs> she is back to judge again. Is there something different she's looking for? Well, she wants elevation. She doesn't want to see what they saw last year. So no replica Priyanka's. And I think I that's a fair thing see, to say. I want to see the. I want to know. I need to go to Brooklyn's Instagram. I totally forgot the work that she got done. She looks gorgeous. You certainly did get a lot of work done. That Listen, if you got work. the money and you got the doctor who can do it for you, you know what? Go for it. I personally know I'm not in a place where I would like that to happen. There mm-hmm. are people who are younger than me who have done it, and that is their choice, their body. You do go for it. But some people are just so naturally beautiful already. You don't need it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Amanda Bruegel reveals that Jimbo has still not made her address yet. Uh, she owes her one. But Amanda's first legal birthday party was celebrated at a drag show. And from there, she's been obsessed with the art of drag. She says that drag is close to what she does for a living and you have to be fully formed performer. So she's here to also learn from the contestants. I'm excited for Amanda Bruegel, not the person I expected them to pull uh, to be a judge, but um, good for her. She's, she really enjoys drag and you need that kind of person on the panel. Yeah, it's refreshing. It's nice to have someone who is like, listen, I'm a fan of the art form. I like understand that you're going through a lot. I'm also here to learn. And I also, on a normal traditional drag race panel, like a US panel, I wouldn't like her as like a guest judge, but because they, how they do it so differently than normal drag race, where they like do the voting and then they do the counting and yeah. then they have like, that I like. I'm interested to see, are they going to have like the celebrities be the RuPaul again? Or because there's five, there's more judges this time, right? What I have heard is um, they, the guest judge will just be the guest judge and they will be rotating um, the lines. What I also heard is that it is Brooklyn, Brad, and then a rotation of Tracy and Amanda. Okay, work. 
Um, but yeah, Amanda says she will be the nice judge. She's the mom judge of the panel. And then Brad is here to see major looks in humanity. He wants to help them out and wants to be able to give constructive criticism, which is what he does. That is what he does for a living. So I hope he's able to do it in a tone that is not what we saw out of Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. I didn't mind Jeffrey Boyer Chapman as a judge, honestly. Like everyone in the world hated him, but I'm just like, what are you saying? It was his tone. That was the only issue. What he was saying was logical and valid. It was the way he said it. And that's what got people. Uh, that makes sense. But we learned that there's a lot of shade between the judges. So let's get ready for that. I'm excited. I really, I really think this is a good panel. Um, I think Stacey was a great option last season. Unfortunately, she couldn't return. She got to hope that these, 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 these ladies bomb because she may lose her job. I want Stacy back for season three. Stacy's my favorite. She also was featured in America's Next Top Model, and I fell in love yes, with her. Was. Judging that, and like I feel like she was the out of all of the judges on the Canada's Drag Race pa- panel, I felt like she was the one who helped them the most because Brooklyn mm-hmm. obviously is a Canadian drag queen, like duh. But like with the runway walking and the professional, like all the things that. Brooklyn maybe not know Stacy was like I'm here to help you girls and like I just loved her yeah all right well it is time for a montage of some of the shadiest moments of the season from Bobo telling Boa that she was sexy until she took her car set off Boa's headpiece in Bobo's face Boa getting the Tainomi final warning Lemon being told she's reading off a teleprompter Olona saying Rita is a senior citizen Jimbo just going off on Rita Priyanka saying the challenge winners are the only competition. Bobo saying Boa should uh, glue only glued that wig to herself. But now Priyanka is joined by Boa, Bobo, and Alona for the sissy smackdown. Let's get ready to rumble. Now, I did not expect what we got here. But I have to say, when this part aired... That's when I put my status up on Facebook and uh, Instagram saying I need to recap this because what good television this was. I was beyond shocked because A, no, it, it, this is like the one thing from this special that we none of us knew. Nobody knew. Exactly. Like, it's something that so easily like is neglected, but it's so real, like even on a personal level, because like how many drag queens that I've worked with that I could see in my memories or whatever that like now we do, I don't, I won't get a text back from. Right. This, this was the humanity part of reality TV. This was the, what we see on social media is not the truth. This was important. And this was also why we need to maybe do a reunion a year later for drag race, because we got to know what's going on because Mm-hmm. Sure, maybe Alona and, and Bo, Bo are going to go on tour together and, and you know, they'll take pictures and everything looks smiles, but they're not having a good time and that could affect their performance. Let's understand what's going on. So let's dive into it. First, we have Boa and Bobo. Um, they were friends before the show. Things change as time goes by, according to Boa. Priyanka tells Bobo that she came for Boa a lot. So what was happening? It was a lot of paranoia and Boa was being her funny self, but she took them as digs. Boa jokes that the only reason she tried to push Bobo was because when she tried to push her down the stairs, it didn't work out in her favor. Okay, Mm -hmm. cute. We still got the Boa um, comedy. 
Mm-hmm. Bobo says she was a fucking bitch to Boa and apologizes to her. Good. We knew this was going to happen because, again, they had a connection. We did see some tension between the two of them. And like I said earlier, Scarlett had her blinders on all season. And unfortunately, when you have someone you're close to, sometimes they get the brunt of your emotions because that feels safe. Exactly. But Boa decides to play her own game of gotcha journalism and has some words for Priyanka. Um, she may be the host, but this is her moment. Oh. Boa says that they were really good friends for a long time. They would have coffee together every morning, but then she dropped her and a lot of her old friends too. She doesn't answer her messages anymore. The only time she reaches out is if she needs something. She says she messages and Priyanka doesn't respond for a week. What is going on here? Why, yes, Priyanka was taken off guard here. Uh, She says it's a great question and claims it was the pressure cooker. And you get so centered around yourself. You work to make your dreams come true while trying to stay relevant and get bookings and make music videos. Priyanka says she feared being irrelevant. So she put blinders on and kept working. She knows it and gets it and feels bad. Interesting. Because Priyanka's face, that was like, that was the, the, the face crack of the episode. Yeah, but like how she handled herself so professionally and like literally did not like miss a beat. Answer the, like, we don't know if it was edited out or anything or like, right. needed, we don't know that. But from what I saw on that screen of my broken iPhone, uh, the way she just kept her face together, mm-hmm. complexed and said, you know what, you're right. This is what happened. I'm owning up to it. I'm like, this, like, having, I agree with you, having the reunion be like a year later is genius. Yeah, this was, I'm telling you, this segment made it all worth it. I'll take an hour more of it if we get to see, see some of this. But <laughs> Alana says it's hard because we see what you're going through from the outside, but mental health is a huge factor, but you can't juxtapose that on social media. She tells Priyanka, that Priyanka presents as happy, but she can only imagine what's going on inside while being away from home and friends all the time. She tells her that at the end of the day, the people that love you will still be there for you, but you have to be there for them. Just a simple text saying, I'm busy, will suffice. Who knew Alona is the one who's going to have the wise words in this moment? Who knew? But it's true. It, re- it really, really is. It's all it takes. One text. Mm-hmm. because it you don't know how the person you really care for not responding to you can affect you it really hurts and it's not personal unless it is personal but all it will take is just say hey we'll talk soon i can't right now that's it it's all gotta be it's not personal it's just drag yeah priyanka is glad boba called her out and boa will continue to she says she will pick up the phone I, I hope everyone has messaged Boa and be like, did you pick up the phone? <laughs> it is now sissy talk. The friendship was confusing. Alona starts off and says that she and Scarlett were set up by their friends to be there for each other during filming. They had connected, hit it off right away. After filming, when Scarlett moved to Vancouver, they were processing the huge experience they just had. But the more they pursued their friendship outside the show, it felt like it was less of a need to be there for each other as they had their original support systems around them. Alana felt like it was them who were forcing each other 
uh, to be friends when things were deteriorating rather than talking about it. She felt Boba was focusing on her journey and she was being pushed further out of her life. Alona had to cut it off because she was getting hurt by their friendship. She ran away from it because she didn't know how to handle it. Okay. Interesting perspective. Um, All the things that Alona said, I believe are true from her. But then you have Bobo coming back and says that she was one of the most important people in her life. She'd run into a bus for her. She doesn't know what she is talking about with the support system as she was trying to get her bearings together in Vancouver. She didn't treat her the best she could have, but they were inseparable. They cried with each other on tour every single day. She just doesn't know what happened. She was in her head thinking they were getting closer. They haven't been talking, but she still loves her. She feels like the blame game started happening. Okay, so we're unraveling here a little bit. Um, Bobo's holding her ground. She's she's fighting back a little bit and being like, I don't understand what you're saying. Alana says that if she said anything, it was out of hurt. So Scarlet says, just DM her rather than throwing it in the group chat. She wishes they could have just talked it out and rather than fuck you and it's done. Scarlet wanted to text her, but people told her to give her space. Okay, Let's talk about this group chat. What the fuck did they do in this group chat? I don't know. And honestly, at first, before they mentioned the group chat, it felt like summer camp syndrome where it's like, oh, I miss all my friends, but now I'm back home with my home friends. So I don't really need that yeah. friend, like that kind of vibe. But what happens in the group chat stays in the group chat, girl, because none of us know nothing about no group chat. And mm-hmm. like, I'm guessing they're alluding to one that they have as their season, whatever sister group chat or their click yeah. group chat, whatever. I think it boils down to the, it boils down to is that we as the viewer are only going to get this much because they all are it's personal. It's personal opinionated drag queens. We don't know what's going on, what they're going through. And it also sometimes reflects on them that they don't even know what they're each other are going through. And exactly. That, this conversation needed those group chat conversations sometimes just need to happen in person. Absolutely. Olona takes accountability that her coping mechanism was to run away and leave the situation. And it was unfair of her. She apologizes that she couldn't have a conversation. She is trying hard to get through every day. And it felt like her only friend wasn't listening to her. So she left because she, so she could feel better. Scarlett says she was always there and she had no idea what was going on. She apologizes if she fed into what was going on in her life and she wasn't listening to her properly. That is, that's not the person or friend she wanted to be. She felt like she was going through a breakup. The moral of the story is communication. Talk it out. If someone has an issue, the best way to resolve it is to try to figure out what happened and make it better because these emotions don't come out if you don't generally love that person. I would Fair. do anything to be able to have a conversation like this with someone. I would literally die for this person who removed themselves from my life, but I don't know why. And I can't move on or get closer until I know what happened. Maybe a reality show is how you can mend a broken heart, but I'm ready. You got to talk it out. It's got to be a thing. Start hitting up the casting agency girls. Guess Listen, re- I have... I have joked to people. I said I will submit myself to Ghosted. I will do it. Oh, I dare you. That would be so good. I would totally I would do it. That. But I would watch that. And you I can have like, I think a lot oh of people God. would watch it. <laughs> I would watch it. And then you'd have like a whole shit ton of drag queens as your like 
like as you're like they like interview with random drag queens up ours that would be kind i would watch that it would totally happen too but priyanka asks if this can be made better Scarlett doesn't know. She wants to say yes, but there is a lot of trust issues with friends in their ear, but they are adults, and if they want to make it work, they will. She just doesn't want it to be toxic. It's not fair to either of them or the people around them to drag them into their bullshit. If they see eye to eye, she's game. There's a lot of repairing on both sides. Alona says, in a perfect world, she doesn't like drama and she doesn't like the feeling in her stomach when you feel like everything is falling apart. This relationship has become that. Even if they're never best friends again, just pushing the animosity behind is all they want. I thought we were going to have like a, oh my God, sissy hug, hug at the end of this. We didn't. And that's why this was so good because they didn't do it for the camera. It was real. It's like one of the most real moments I think we've ever seen on Drag Race. Yeah. They, They said... We have real issues. We need to get over those real issues. We're not going to force them to happen on TV for the fans. We ha- we are real people. Let us live our lives. And you know what? Good. And this is so fun. Honestly, the best career moves for them as well, because they know that as being a part of a television show, that these things could be easily manufactured and made storylines. But the fact that they did it for themselves shows that, they're adults, but it also shows that they are business people because they know that they can mm-hmm. use it for themselves and not for production. Absolutely. Because if they make up now and let's say Club Kids UK decides to bring them together to the UK and do a show, there's your ticket right there. They're going to do it. Like people will go to see how they interact and good for them. But for a group of people who talk a lot, these drag queens don't communicate well. Alona says that there will be fights. There will be times when they don't speak, but that they were that they put uh, this show together, and the this is something only the twelve of them will know what it is like. Cool. Uh, Sissy SmackDown. Say, not, uh, this was a good reunion. Sissy SmackDown elevated it to level that I just never watched on a reality show before, and I I was so happy to see this. I don't think it was a Sissy SmackDown. It was more of a Sissy sharing circle. Sure, sure. Let's go with that. Um, also, we didn't mention it, but did Boa's uh, 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 UFO just break and that's why she was holding it? I honestly probably, I was going to say like it had to be a neck like girl because like that. Because it was tied under. I, it was probably her neck pain because like headpieces after a while, they look good, but girl, that shit had to be heavy because it lit up and everything. It's true. Well, we are going to get another pre-taped segment. Uh, this time, the queens get to re-apologize to one another. Priyanka re-apologizes for being the best. Alona re-apologizes for being her head and being a fake bitch. Juicebox re-apologizes for nothing. Lemon re-apologizes for sending Juicebox home. Juicebox says that Priyanka needs to re-apologize for constantly stirring the pot. Boa says that Tom Green needs to re-apologize for sending her home. Bobo says that Boa owes her a apology for tripping her in the sorry, not sorry about it challenge. Tainomi says that she needs to be apologized to for being called Crynomi Banks. And finally, Anastasia says that Jimbo needs to apologize to Rita. She does apologize for coming for Rita's crusty ass dusted ass flyweight uneven ass crusty ass grandma hair. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody made Jeffrey Boyer apologize. I know, right? Well, they, they were very, very. Um, subtle how they mentioned Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Yeah, they knew. They, were they like, didn't mention uh, Stacy at all. They talked more about Jeffrey. Well, everyone likes Stacy. 
Yeah. Well, we get a montage of the final three in their final episode. We had Rita Vega, the French Canadian diva who has been doing drag forever. Scarlett Bobobo, the punk rock queen who stands for her community. And then you have Priyanka. Priyanka is going to be sitting with Scarlett, Jimbo, and Lemon so they can all talk about her. And this is the moment Priyanka has been waiting for. Uh. Priyanka says that Bobo killed it in the lip sync. She was never in the bottom, so she had been waiting and waiting. So she was in go mode, which watching that lip sync, I mean, if you're going to base it simply on a lip sync, Scarlet won it. I will still hands down say Scarlet won the lip sync. Priyanka is very excited and glad to be called the Kelly Clarkson of Canada. Um, That's the merch that she needs to have. Yeah, that's the music video she should have made. (laughs) and then bobo says it was the most chaotic season in the history of the franchise i'm not sure i would go with that but it was there was a lot happening i don't think she's seen drag race thailand season two then lemon says canada had something special with performers with a very different point of view jimbo had the best time and was so excited to meet everyone and become an internationally known drag queen lemon asks how she would define glamour Lemon says she would define it by Jimbo's look, and Jeffrey Boyer Chapman is shaking. I didn't really love Jimbo's look, but I know other people are here for it, but she did look good. Reunion look? Yeah, I thought it was okay. I mean, I really liked it. I got the references to Beetlejuice, and I thought it was very, like, sickening. Her makeup game got 100% better. Yes, it sure did. Well, to wrap up the reunion, Priyanka debuts her latest music video for Come Through featuring Lemon. Look at the Priyanka verse of music videos. I think it's a good song. The EP is a lot of fun. Um, this is what she wants to do. And congratulations to Priyanka for being able to have a platform to do it. Amen. Well, I always got to have some burning questions in this podcast because that's how we do things here. But we don't have a set date or cast yet. But are you, after this reunion, ready for season two? I'm ready for more Drag Race. I'm so excited. I got signed on for All-Star uh, for UK3 to host that at Phoenix. Plug, 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 plug. But um, Canada is actually one, was one of my favorite seasons to watch. And I'm very happy that I got to watch it over quarantine because I didn't feel the pressure of being like so on social media about it. I just got to actually watch it as a fan. So yeah. I, I'm beyond excited for season three of Canada's Drag Race. I hope they keep going the road they've root they've got been going with it or do they have roots in canada i don't know how that would sure, call probably it, but yeah no i think i i'm excited i'm genuinely excited me too I, I i think the only thing i'm really upset about is timing um if they do air it next to uk3 because uk3 already has the massive hype and yeah um i do worry that canada might fall to the wayside but i i i'm here for it i think that cast had some really great contenders in it. Um, I do firmly believe Priyanka is one of the strongest winners, not just because of her drag, but because of who she is as a person. And mm-hmm. she she's going to go places, and I'm, I'm still very excited to see what Priyanka brings. Um, again, no official spoilers out there, but we do know that there is an international season coming at some point. We know mm-hmm. that two of the contestants from this season of Canada's Drag Race will be appearing. Which two? I... I I'll share that when this is over, but I'm, I'm excited to see how it happens, but yeah, let's do it. Let, 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 I hope we are able to discuss it and I hope people watch because this year in 2021, there have been too many international seasons that people just didn't have time for. Like mm-hmm. if you haven't watched drag race, Spanya, get 
to it. It is so good. I couldn't get through um, it. It's so good. It's so fun. Now, mm. did you bin- try binging it or did you do it week by week? I tried both. I tried week by week and then I was like, you know, let me just wait like mid-season and then I'll watch it through. I just, I couldn't. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, we're basically almost done with Jarga's Holland too. Um, mm. Again, strong season. Some some really rocking looks. As much of an overload as I say, and as much as I want sleep, I'm very honored to keep watching the shows and sharing my opinions on the show because it's allowing queer people to be their best and have a platform. So we have to celebrate that. Go queers. All right. You mentioned one project. We got any other projects? Where are your social medias? What's your Venmo's? My social medias are as follow. You can find me on Instagram at Zlika Parsons. C is in zebra, A is in anal, L is in looking, I is in incest, K is in kangaroo, A is in alphabet Parsons, like the school of design, even though I don't know how to design things. Um, my Venmo is tip the drag queen, tip like my penis, the drag queen like my job. I have a few exciting projects that are coming out. I'm actually going to on a miniature tour of Seattle the first weekend of October which is going to be fun. Club called Supernova. I'm very excited. Um, I have a huge project I'm announcing next week that's going to be in November that may feature some drag race girls, so I'm excited about that. Um, and I'm a resident performer at House Yes, so always come say hi, House Yes. Drag Race Thursdays at the Phoenix when that's back on. Um, bingo on Mondays at the Windjammer with Vixen. Covering drag brunch in like two weeks. I got so much shit going on. Just go on social media and find me. Follow her. Follow, follow, follow. Well, it was a pleasure chatting with you. And I'm sure we'll do this again soon. Anytime. I'm excited for Dragula too. A huge thanks to Zalika for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. Make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me your favorite episode so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.